Hello. What's up? Hello. Welcome. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. We're off to a good start smacking things. Um, hello everyone. Welcome back to 100% BS. My name is Bella Solanot and today is an exciting episode. I have been simmering on a topic, on an idea, on a question really for like two weeks, really for my whole life, but more, more specifically for two weeks intensely. I've been thinking about this. I've been asking people this question. I've been writing it about it, writing about it on my Instagram, tweeting about it. Um, and now I was like, I would like to do an episode on it. And um, as always, this is like unfinished, right? My my thoughts, my opinions, my perspectives are always changing, but I wanted to do this episode um, on the topic of right and wrong because I'm really interested in kind of like the moral and ethical dilemma of this concept and also how it applies to our everyday life, to, you know, politics, culture, society, the issues that we face and how questioning our own ability to tell right from wrong is actually something really important to do in my eyes. Um, before I dive into that, uh, we did a little rebrand of the podcast, not looks wise, but just description wise. We have a new description and it's so much more aligned, so much more specific. It's funny because when I started out doing this podcast, it was just like, yeah, long form conversations. And I just question shit, which is like accurate. Uh, but I thought that I would just try to be a little bit more intentional and kind of call in the audience. Right. Um, so anyway, I have a new description, check it out. It's literally everywhere that the podcast exists. Um, so yeah, fun freaking stuff. Basically I'm trying to go down this road of, it's not really any different. It's just actually more specific and more, um, up to date on what this podcast has turned into, which is basically looking at culture, society, and politics through a lens of self-development, spirituality, wellness, philosophy, all these different things. Um, basically just looking at life through those specific lenses, because those are the things that I enjoy. So, um, also it's November. That's crazy. Can't believe the year's almost over. Uh, it's definitely been a wild ride of a year, but it's kind of also been awesome overall, which I'm sure you're probably like, what do you live in the same universe as me? Like things have been crazy. So I know that sounds weird, but I'm actually, I've become really grateful for all the insane shit going on because I feel like it's given me so many learning opportunities and I found some incredible people through it all. And I've just been through like, yeah, I'm just really, really grateful, honestly, for all the crazy stuff going on. And that might sound weird, but I think it's kind of important to, uh, just not be so like resistant to all the stuff going on and kind of be grateful instead for the struggle because it's really, it's what's giving us purpose sometimes, right? Like you can turn that pain into something good, into something that you can have to motivate you. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like kind of changing the way that you look at struggle and being grateful for it can actually bring you a lot of joy and happiness because instead of dreading and being so upset about the current state of the world or your life, you can be like, you know what, this is teaching me everything I need to know. This is literally showing me who I am. This is like without struggle, without some type of triumph, things are kind of boring, honestly. So yeah, I just think there's beauty in surrendering and not in the sense that you don't take action or that you let people take advantage of you. Definitely not the same thing, but more in the sense that sometimes the obstacle in life is actually the blessing that you can learn from. And so surrendering almost to like this concept that things work out the way they're supposed to. And instead of wishing that things were so different, actually just sitting and being like, this is my situation. What can I do to make it better? What can I learn from this? Like, how can I become a better person? All those things I talk about all the time. Um, so yeah, freaking November. That's insane. That's just wild. Um, in terms of news, freaking, I'm sure you guys heard about Meta, Facebook's new rebrand. Um, honestly, not a fan. Not really that into it. I feel like the idea of Facebook 
being involved in the future of the metaverse, which is like an even more integrated version of technology into our lives, which is basically already is, but I'm just like not really into Facebook being the people who lead that, which isn't really, shouldn't be surprising if you're a longtime listener, because I have had a fair share of my criticisms of Facebook and their censorship and all that fun stuff. So yeah, but funny enough today, um, my brother brought, bought an Oculus, which is owned by Facebook. And we tried out using the, um, VR goggles and being in the metaverse, I guess is what that is. Uh, and it is cool. Like it is actually pretty damn cool. And I think there's a lot that could be awesome. And, um, I think we're kind of just at this place where we're figuring out what our relationship is to technology and we're in a weird place, but I feel like because there's this kind of like collective awakening, I guess you'd call it just people coming to a more conscious state overall that we might be able to develop a healthier relationship to technology and have a better balance between nature and technology, hopefully. And, um, yeah, so I mean a metaverse that's built by the people, I think that would be amazing. I would be a huge fan of that making it decentralized and maybe built on crypto and blockchain, I think would be incredible. Super down for that. So yeah, it's definitely, it's not that I'm like against, the metaverse and te- technological advancements. I'm just uh, hesitant when certain companies and people who have a poor track record um, want to be involved with the next iteration of technology being it, like integrated into our lives. So that's that. So today's topic is right and wrong. I've been simmering on this for a few weeks. Uh, and I was listening to a discussion basically a couple weeks ago. This is what spurred kind of my like rabbit hole of just thinking about right and wrong, questioning myself and diving into this moral dilemma of how do we actually figure out what's right and wrong. Uh, and this was because I was listening to a discussion on how companies and brands can make an impact and how there's this responsibility to make a difference as a creator, as a brand, Um And, you know, this is like something that people talk about a lot is like in the last year, two years, especially it's become so important. Consumers are kind of really they look to brands to take a stance to say what they believe in or not, you know, and um, basically I was listening to a discussion about this and I realized that sometimes we become very convinced that we are right, like we we're we get to this point, right? Whether it's yourself or other people, we're like, we must be right. And so taking a certain stance, like you just equate to that means you're doing good in the world. And so I think when we, we become overly confident that like, oh, I'm a good person. So everything I, I do must be right. I've talked about this. I think I talked about this in the last episode, but we kind of like forget to be critical and to think thoroughly about the opinions we have because we just assume after, after so long, maybe it comes with age, maybe it comes with experience, but at some point we're like, yeah, I'm, you know, me as a brand, as a company, a leader of this company, I believe in X, Y, Z. And so of course I would cancel this brand. Of course, I don't think that this is a good company because blah, 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 blah. And become really convinced about it because that's just the state of things is just very uh, pushy towards people coming to an opinion and having that opinion it has to be like a good or right thing or else you are a bad person or you're canceled or whatever. So of course, like I obviously agree that at some point we have to make a dis. Of course, I think that at some point, like you have to make a decision as a brand, right? Like you have to make a choice to do something or else you just suffer from paralysis by analysis. Um, and so that's obviously true. Like at some point you just have to do the best you can, but I think it's really valuable to question your own sense of right and wrong in an effort to be more open-minded, basically just to practice critical thinking skills. And it sounds really like basic and maybe over said, 
But I feel that in a world that's latching on to ideology and, and cancel culture, where you feel like companies and individuals must take a stance, I think it's really important to take a step back and consider if our viewpoints are really our own or if they were adopted from somewhere else and to basically be less quick to being like, yes, this is the right thing for sure and being more open to thinking like, I actually might not know, right? Like I actually might not know, but this is where I'm at right now. And so I think like the overconfidence of being right, being good is actually keeping us from doing as good as we could. So this basically brings me to the question that I've been thinking about in depth for a couple of weeks. And that is, how do you really know the difference between right and wrong? That's the question that we're going to sit with today. And so a couple basically of the main ideas here is for one is that trying to be a good person is actually what makes your goodness questionable. Let me explain. So I think this is again, something that can be related to your conditioning or just maybe it's just human nature. Maybe it's not even like connected to what you've been told or taught. I think part of it is just part of our human nature and our tribalistic tendencies and that we want to be loved and accepted, which are totally fine. Like those aren't necessarily bad things. But the interesting thing is when we become so obsessed with being perceived as a good person, right? Because a lot of times that whole like I'm a good person thing, yes, it can come from an internal perception, but it also is fueled by what do other people think of me? And I think that obsession can become to an extreme where you are creating your sense of right and wrong, good and bad off of how other people perceive you. And the problem with that is number one, you are sort of outsourcing the approval. So instead of just looking at how do I feel? What do I think of this? Like, what are my real thoughts? You're putting equal, if not more importance on the perception and people approving of you. Like there's so many sayings or quotes. I think Kanye has this quote that's like, don't trade your authenticity for approval, right? There's all these ideas that if you put so much importance on what everybody else is thinking, it's just a recipe for disaster because it's all, it's impossible to please everyone. So you start to cater and pander to these different people in an, in the hopes that people think that you're good. So I think that people's desperation to prove that they're a good person is actually what makes the goodness questionable. Because if you are so concerned with how you look, then I don't know if what you are thinking and doing and if your perspectives are truly based on an objective and subjective look at each issue in life, at each perspective, right? If you have come to your sense of self based on what everybody else is telling you and and how they look at you, I think that that is questionable because it's not a real sense of self. It is one created by putting a lot of weight on your perception. And I think that that's a really dangerous road to go down. I think it's actually a very common behavior that we see today is basing your goodness on how well you're perceived. So that's one kind of idea to tinker on. Um, the So the question here, right, is how do you really know the difference between right and wrong? Just think about the answer in your head. I'm question is, how do you really know the difference between right and wrong? Think about it, simmer on it. I'll tell you about a couple of the answers that I have received from asking people and I'll tell you my answer. So um, one of the first people that I asked this question to, um, this woman in her uh, 30s and I'm just giving context. I don't know if anybody cares or if it matters, but basically her answer, um, which I was actually kind of taken aback by was very quickly to say, I think we know, like we know right and wrong. I think it's pretty clear, you know, this is why it's okay for, for brands and creators and companies to take a stance. Cause I think it's pretty clear like we, we know. And I, I think maybe I didn't word the question right, but 
again, I said, right, but how do you actually know? And again, the answer was like, I'm pretty sure we know, like I know what's right and wrong. And I was very surprised by that. And I realized that the interpretation of the question was different than what I was actually meaning to ask. And I'll get clarified that after another answer I got, which I um, thought was really interesting was first of all, this person was just like very much a lot slower in answering. They were like, um, well, I think it's a combination of things. I think I, you know, I try to look at the people that I like and that I have high regard for. And if they think it's a good idea, I tend to consider it a bit more heavily than if someone that I don't like. Right. So that's kind of them admitting that there's this social aspect to it. And there's this aspect that we are kind of gut checking with what other people think. A, I thought the admit admitting that right away was important to have that, that awareness that it's not a very cut and dry thing. Um, the other part of the answer was kind of just like, you know, it just, it depends. Like you have to, you know, read or try things out and see what happens. You have to try to have some sense of what's going to happen in the future if we did X, Y, and Z. And then the other thing was, how does it feel? How do I feel? Like if I'm thinking about a subject, I kind of just check it against my sense of self and my gut, my intuition, my logic, all those things to try to figure out if it's right or wrong. And I really liked that answer because A, I appreciated that it wasn't certain. It was like, it's complicated. It's not black and white for most things. And I appreciated that appreciated that there was a willingness to admit that it sometimes comes from other people and, you know, the social circle and trying to figure out what other people are thinking as well, especially people who, you know, this person might look up to or admire um, and that it's like complicated overall, right? Like we can think about things, we can see how it makes us feel, we can do research, we can test things out. The whole point is it's complicated and it's not like there's a book really. Like people try to make books on right and wrong, like we have the Bible and we have all these things, right? But in these readings and these texts that try to make a sense of the world, but generally as an individual, like it's hard to know. And the other interesting thing this person brought up is like, you know, as a baby, if you're a toddler trying to learn something new, you're going to go through a lot of trial and error to figure it out. Um, my personal answer is similar in that I don't think I really, really know beyond a few basic principles. And I think that it changes with the times. I think that because I don't, I can't read the future. I'm not psychic that I don't really know. Like, yes, I can try to figure things out. If I knock over this can of kombucha, it's going to spill. And that's probably not ideal. Right. But it's learned. It's from experience. It's from discovery and research and looking into things. It's from norms and social interaction, et cetera. That's kind of my take on like, if you're, if you ask me like, how do you know? I'm be like, well, there's a lot of different factors at play. Like it's kind of hard to really, really know beyond a few basic principles. Even then it's complicated. So my point is, is that being so confident in answering this question is more about you being ready to tell me what you think is right and wrong, not how you know. So that's the misinterpretation of the question that I think a lot of people jump to is many of us are ready and very capable of telling each other what we think is right and wrong, but that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking how, how do you know the difference, right? And it's that subtle difference in the, in the wording of the question is what opens up a whole world of contemplating your reality and what you think is really true. And so for me, that, that question, the intention behind the question is about being willing to be skeptical and question what you believe because belief kind of implies conditioning and buying into a system uh, in some cases, right? Like belief can sometimes be built on personal experience and facts and stats and all those things we put together. But sometimes belief and what we view is a mix. Like it's not that cut and dry. It's not like we're all just looking at the stats all day and then using that, like Everybody has some things that we've been, we've informed by personal experience. And because of that, it's a combination of subjective and objective. So I think that the less concerned you are with being right about what's right and wrong, the more willing you are to consider 
many ideas and perspectives, which in turn actually brings you closer to being right about right and wrong. So it's this idea that if we just are less convinced overall, if we're less certain, if we're less diehard about everything we think about and believe, with that as the foundation, you're going to be more willing to listen and look into things and ask questions and be skeptical. And I think because of that, which is basically in essence critical thinking and being willing to look into things beyond what you just your what your first belief is, that's going to actually bring you closer to figuring out what's really right and wrong. Because in the end, like, of course, we can't just not know. We can't just like be paralyzed by not knowing. Like in real life, you have to make a decision and do the best we can. So I'm not saying that like, you know, you, you should just give up trying to figure out because it's so complicated. I'm more saying that this discussion and this question is meant as a thought starter, a thought starter. Wow. This... <laughs> This discussion is meant to be a thought starter and to get you to question a little bit of your approach to right and wrong. So while a lot of the stuff I'm saying is kind of focused on theory and a philosophical view of right and wrong, the discussion is also really directly tied to the real world and real world issues because I think, you know, while you're tempted to maybe say like, okay, this is a nice discussion, but I need to, I need to still be able to take a stance. I I still need to be able to come to a position. Right. And I hear you and I, I agree with you in general, but I also urge you to consider that although it can be hard to let go of those beliefs and stances for a second, you might find it really beneficial to do so for the real world implication of those stances. So just try it as a thought experiment, like just leave the beliefs, the perspectives at the door for a second. Imagine that like you're a newborn and you're just like trying to figure things out and just think of, see what happens. Like it's just a thought experiment, right? I feel like people freak out that you can't like consider an idea. Like you can consider an idea without endorsing it. You can talk about it in the living room, at the dinner table without being like, Able, ready to adopt it like you have a, a brain and logic and a gut and heart that's going to help you parse through things you can think about these things without it being a done deal so it's just a thought experiment to think about like what if I let go that I was right like what if I let go of the idea that I I know for a second and just see what happens so now I want to get into basically a couple of right versus wrong paradoxes and some moral dilemmas. So let me just define um, paradox and moral dilemmas just so we're all on the same page. So the definition of paradox is paradox is a logically self-contradictory statement or a statement that runs contrary to one's expectation. It is a statement that despite apparently valid reasoning from true premises, leads to a seemingly self-contradictory or a logically unacceptable conclusion. And then moral or ethical dilemmas is uh, in philosophy, ethical dilemmas, also called ethical paradoxes or moral dilemmas, are situations in which an agent stands under two conflicting moral requirements, none of which overrides the other. A closely related definition characterizes ethical dilemmas as situations in which every available choice is wrong. So, kind of just setting up the idea that there's examples, but there's also kind of this philosophical, ethical side to it where we're just thinking about the fact that not everything is black black and white. And there's a lot of really useful uh, thought experiments that we can use to figure out this discussion to kind of guide our thinking. So a lot of these are like things you've probably heard about, right? So there's this idea that there's honor among thieves, right? You have people who steal and there's there's plenty of movies like isn't it like robin hood is literally the idea that he's stealing from the rich and giving to the poor right like stealing is bad but what if you're doing it for a good cause easy one to think about how like okay stealing is bad you're always taught stealing is bad but then it's possible that there's a thief that is doing good things there's another saying that the road to hell is paved with good intentions i love this one because it's kind of what i was saying about how trying to be so good, trying to be a good person, be perceived as good, do the right thing all the time, 
might actually result in worse outcomes. Like I think really the saying is about that being kind of blinded by your own good intentions or being so convinced that everything you do is with good intention will block you from seeing that what you're doing might actually be hurtful or might block you from seeing that what you're doing or the things that you believe in have flaws or could end up hurting people. That's kind of the idea. I think it's like if you are thinking too much about being good, doing the right thing to an extreme, you're not actually fully thinking about each thing that you're doing. Simplified, but you get the point. Then there's the famous trolley dilemma. So the idea is there's this high speed train going down a track out of control, like you can't stop it. And um, there's five kids laying on the track. And if you don't do anything, the train is going to run over the five kids and kill them. Or you can pull a lever and the train will go on a different track and kill uh, one person instead. So the dilemma here is like, okay, maybe the quick answer is obviously switch the train so it kills one person, kills less people. But then you think about, okay, if this train was uh, uninterrupted, if you just let it run its course, then it would kill the five kids and you wouldn't have uh, directly been involved in killing the one person. But then the the utilitarian approach is to say, well, you should be trying to benefit as many people as possible. So obviously intervening and killing the other person to save the five, it makes more sense. I don't really know if there's a right answer. Like I can see either way being valid. And so this is also brings up this idea of like murder and killing people. Right. And how like that is obviously not good. I think that's like one of those basic principles, right? When I say we don't know the difference between right and wrong, besides a few basic principles, like generally people will agree you shouldn't hurt or take someone's life. But then you have this freaking trolley dilemma and you're like, what, am, what, what, what would you do? Like you literally in both cases, it's bad. So that makes you take a step back to be like, how, how would you decide? And this brings you back to how do you know? Like we know that the an- both answers are bad, but what do we do to figure out which would be better. And then you get into like, how do you value a life? Okay. If, if the five people are like young children, do we value them over an older person or the reverse? It's like a very, very famous dilemma that I think people have all kinds of different, uh, takes on. Uh, and then one of my favorites, uh, so Alan Watts, I've been listening to a lot and I'm really the way that he explains things. Actually, he, Listening to his uh, speeches also has got me thinking a lot about right and wrong. It's something that he talks about uh, in different contexts, thinking like, you know, how do you know what's right for other people if you don't really know what's right for you? Kind of these concepts of like righteousness and how in this time of like gurus and looking to people for answers, it's like how how can you actually take a stance of knowing that you must be correct if you don't actually know in the end, right? Like, how are you going to tell other people what to do if you're not, you're not actually sure. So this example that Alan Watts gives is he says, let me help you or you will drown said the monkey pulling a fish up a tree. I'll repeat it. Cause it's a little confusing. Let me help you or you will drown said the monkey pulling a fish up a tree. Again, basic thought experiment, monkey, in his world, being in the in the uh, in a in the water would be bad because he would die and drown, right? So he sees a fish and he's like, "I need to bring this fish up the tree, or he's going to die." I feel like you can draw parallels between kind of like uh, imperialism and colonialism, and how the U.S. and the U.K. or Great Britain has this history of going into other countries to like save the people because if they're not democratic or they don't have the same government as us, like they must be suffering. They must not have a good life. Right. So that's, again, this other idea of like the monkey in this situation is doing what they think is right because in their world, in their view, being underwater means that you're going to drown, but the fish obviously survives in water, right? The fish needs something else. And so applying the monkey's way of life to the fish isn't going to work. It's going to kill the fish. So, you can extrapolate that into all kinds of other 
human experiences where somebody thinks this is the right thing. This is helping me. This is the answer for me. It has to be the answer for you. So I'm going to make this a rule for everybody to follow. And I, I really think that this concept is so important right now. Like it's so relevant, which is why I know at first it's like, okay, this sounds philosophical, but it's like, no, you have to think about these concepts because they trickle into our daily decisions and what's happening in the world right now. Like there's huge debates right now about how do we solve some of the biggest issues of our life, of, of our time right now. And people are very torn on it. And I think that tendency to try to be right and good and be accepted by a majority or whatever it is, is actually hurting us and stopping us from thinking through what the implications are of what we think is right. Maybe it's actually wrong. Like we don't really know. So then the last one is, you know, in tons of movies, you have the hero, the super, the superhero character who ends up killing a bunch of people in the movie and the story, but it's for the good of mankind. So we like think it's fine. And then you always have a villain because there's like this trope where the villain talks to the hero and is like, we're the same. We're both killing people because we think it's for the good. We think it's like the right cause. And then you're like, okay, yeah, literally what is the difference, right? The Marvel movies have this incredible character of Thanos who literally wipes out half the world population because he thinks that that's going to be better for the planet, for the people to regenerate, to have more resources, right? And everyone else is like, dude, you're insane. So there's so many examples where people as individuals are like, this is the right thing to do. They've walked it all through in their head. They've thought about it. They've logic their way through it. They've thought about it from like an emotional perspective, whatever it is. And, um, Lozo. Oh, sorry. You know, people have like thought about it and again, you can question it. Like, hero villain what's the difference if they're both killing people the james bond movie same thing like he's supposed to be doing good things but he also takes many lives like what do you do with that so this kind of brings me into these basic principles that we have about right and wrong and interestingly i think these are these are things that you can find um are talked about in like the bible or spiritual texts religious texts different stories like folklore all these different things that talk about kind of some basic aspects um that we have taken for sure as being you know good or bad and some of these like i think that there is only one way to look at it but again like how do you know so some of these are like murder obviously taking a life generally we're going to say that's a bad thing but as i just pointed out with these superhero movies and honestly, life in general, like you have these stories where somehow taking a life is justified. Like you have the death penalty in the U S that's a whole debate. Like death penalty seems like a bad thing. And then someone's like, no, this is the right thing to do for such a horrible, egregious criminal. You have racism. This is a big one that I think everybody's mind jumps right away to, um, how do you know the difference between right and wrong? Like probably some people jump to, okay, well, obviously like being racist, racist is a bad thing, which I agree with for sure. Let me just be very abundantly clear. This is on my basic principles because I think it's one of the few things that is cut and dry. Like, yeah, you should not treat people differently. You shouldn't discriminate against people. I think that's hard to argue against. And if you do argue against it, I probably would find that problematic. So I think that's pretty clear, but I also think there's some discussion to be had about not really like debating whether discriminating against people is right or wrong, but you have that basic concept and then you have solutions to how do you reduce the amount of racism? How do you fix it? How do you solve it? Right? How do you like get rid of, uh, inequality in the world. And I think people conflate disagreeing about the solutions with disagreeing about that as a basic principle. And that's a problem because if I, you know, I had an episode of this show where I criticized critical race theory, and that's me criticizing the solution towards the problem that I'm like on the same page about with everyone, right? And so that's an interesting thing that I notice is people start to 
mix up this idea that you can debate how to solve a problem without negating that the problem exists, right? Like most people would agree and be like, yes, racism is a bad thing. We should try our best to reduce it or get rid of it completely if that's even possible. But you can debate how to best do that. And that doesn't make you racist. Like questioning CRT or a certain education system around racism doesn't inherently make you then racist, bad person, you're wrong, right? So this is where it does get tricky beyond that very, very basic principle. Obviously, like spurring off of discrimination, like enslavement, right? Like enslaving another human being is a bad thing. I don't think that you should exert your power over someone to control them. That's not good in my eyes. Again, a basic principle. But then you can probably get into some like crazy discussion about controlling people and if certain like if if there's a certain evil group of people like would they be okay to like keep them locked up right like I don't I don't know it gets hard like you have people who commit crimes and they're put in jail technically that is like some form of capture right because they're locked in and you like own them they like are there the state or whatever is in charge of them for a while so we have things in our society that we agree like yes we should not be enslaving people yet it happens in different ways so this is what i'm saying like i don't think we should be so confident to be like yeah i know for sure everything that's right and wrong like yeah i get that you have opinions about what's right and wrong but it's complicated if you look into it and if that's like a triggering concept to you then Honestly, good. I think we should be more willing to admit that we don't really know all the time and that there is a gray area. Like a lot of issues exist in the gray and that's really, really important to be okay with that. This is kind of related to like murder and taking life. I feel really weird saying the word murder and kill. I feel like this is going to get me flagged on YouTube or something. YouTube, I'm just talking about concepts. I'm not saying that these things are okay at all. really hope that doesn't get interpreted this way. That's why I'm stating my basic principles. I don't think that taking a life or hurting other people or being racist or enslaving other people is good. Those are all horrible and I condemn them completely in all seriousness. Um, Okay, so yeah, hurting people, right? Like same concept that generally people are like, yeah, that's not a good thing to do. And then again, you have like war and all these complicated situations where people get hurt, right? Like a lot of people in the current debate about um, whether or not people should get certain medical treatments. Some people will say like, it's worth it. Even if a few people die or get hurt or get injured from something that if you're saving a bunch of people anyway, then that's fine. It's complicated. I don't know. So basically um, in many, in many cases, uh, except for the select few, I think that we can still question what we think of these things and kind of think about how at one point in history people thought something was okay, which doesn't mean that it was right, but they did. And we can see that then in the past, either people thought something was totally acceptable or it was unthinkable then. And today it's totally fine. Right. So a really good example is like the way that parent parenting has changed over the past. Like people used to I think put like babies on a hard surface so that it would learn to like quote unquote self-soothe and then it turns out that that's horrible and super traumatic for the baby but parents were like no this is an amazing thing for my child right so basic idea is that years ago it was fine or years ago it was unthinkable and today we're totally okay with it like I feel like years ago the idea that it was even a question that somebody could tell you what to do with your body that like your employer or the state has more of a say in what happens to your body than you do. Like that to me would be, was still is to me, but was collectively insane a few years ago. And now it's like literally up for debate. So this is why thinking about these things in depth is so important because it does have a real world application. And the way that we think about things and process things is then going to turn into action. Right. Um, you know, another one is censorship. That's like a huge debate where, Like my stance has generally been that I am very anti-censorship. I think that it causes more harm than good, but other people would say like, okay, we're harming some things, but we also need to take certain people and ideologies and whatever off the internet. 
very complicated. Body autonomy, kind of already talked about that, how like a few years ago, everyone was on the same page and now times have changed. So maybe we're throwing that out the window. I don't know. Sex work, right? Prostitutes like years ago. And even, you know, in times in history, it was like super normalized and it became illegal. Now it's not le- Now it is legal in some places. Um, you have the concept of lockdowns during the pandemic. Some people thought it was a great idea. Some people still think it's a great idea. Other people based on stats, belief, etc. Again, it's always a combination of things think that it's horrible. Maybe it's bad, right? Then there's the issue of gun rights and gun violence. This is one that people tend to take a very firm stance on, uh, you know, thinking like, okay, with gun rights, like you shouldn't be allowed to own a assault rifle, whatever, big gun that like clearly is a weapon, right? Like people will say there's no reason you should have that. That is the cause, the direct cause of school shootings. And that's horrible. What if taking away those weapons actually ended up being worse for the collective good in the end? I don't know. That's the point. I'm okay with saying I don't know because I'm willing to entertain both sides and to consider the thing that at first might seem more questionable because everyone's telling me it is. But if I think about it, maybe I'll be like, I actually agree with that more. I'm open to it. I really am. And I don't really care if I get in trouble for questioning this shit. I think it's important. So deal with it. Um, Okay. So then basically like the philosophical debate comes in where let's say for a second, you just suspend everything that you know, just pretend literally all of your beliefs, stories, norms, your conditioning, your blank slate, your newborn baby, you just arrived on earth right now. You literally know nothing. Let's play that in our head. How do you know what's right and wrong? You just got here. You literally know nothing. How are you going to figure it out? What process would you undertake to learn what's right and wrong? How are you going to think through each issue that comes your way? Right? If you're a blank slate and you know nothing, it's got to be a process here. So, I think that that's how actually we should look at problems we face today is to every once in a while, try to release all the certainty that you've accumulated and kind of release even that desire to be perceived as good and then really take the time to think about what's truly right and wrong. Like if you really took that time, what would you do? How would you think differently? Would you change your views if if it didn't really matter for all your friends to like you, right? And so obviously like realistically we can't actually abandon all of our views, our biases like they're in us, they're conditioned into us, into our code, into our subconscious. And I'm not suggesting that you actually like try to abandon all of them, but it's like more of the thought experiment. I do think that you can by being aware of all these biases and stories and beliefs and views, being aware of them, you can start to kind of think and prod and think about things in a different way where you're not so grasped by the ideology. You're not latching onto it so hard. Um, And so again, like this is really important because if we can admit that we often do become deeply rooted in our perceptions of right and wrong, then if we can admit that, take a step back, you're going to be more willing to think about it. So really it's just remember like if these perceptions of right and wrong If these are perceptions, then they can change and we don't need to be attached to them in order to be perceived as good or to feel like a good person, right? If your sense of self and your goodness can be separated from your opinions, what you think, your stances, right and wrong, all these things, then maybe you're going to be more willing to look at all kinds of perspectives because you're like, okay, I can think about this and it doesn't like negate the fact that I'm worthy or deserving or all these things that we just want. Like it's out of love, right? We just want to fit in. We want people to love us. We want to be accepted. That's okay. We just need to be aware of it because it's a double-edged sword and you don't, you don't want it to take over to the extent where you are becoming a blob of everything else around you because you're so desperate to be loved and to fit in, right? It starts in here. And then you can think about all these issues and taking stances. So 
part of the reason why I wanted to do this episode and just kind of start breaking it down is because I have encountered people and kind of have done this myself too, where I notice that a lot of times people are really quick to be really quick to jump to the answer and to have an opinion about everything, right? Like I'll be the first to admit that I definitely have opinions I feel strong about. I literally have a freaking podcast that you're listening to right now where I just sit here and like tell you what I think about everything, right? So I'm going to be the first to admit that for sure. But the interesting thing is to pay attention to when you do talk to someone, you talk to, talk to people and, and start to question their beliefs, to notice if they go right into defending or if they kind of are more naturally willing to take a step back. It's kind of an interesting behavior to observe in others and to also deserve, uh, observe in yourself is really valuable to practice that own observing of your tendencies here. So like, do you jump to the answer to defend your your opinions? Are you going to jump right away when someone says like, what do you think about this? How do you know that that's true? Are you jumping right away to insert your opinion and to explain yourself? Or are you kind of like ready to take a step back, right? It's I think it's really important to practice that slowing down and to allow yourself to actually think about it um, deeply, right? Like we don't need to know the answer all the time. We can talk about things without endorsing them. So in summary, I think uh, to leave you with a few things to think about and just kind of wrap this idea up for now is to just really slow down and consider the question, right? This one question that this whole episode is about is how do you really know the difference between right and wrong? I'm not asking you what you think is right and wrong. I'm asking you how do you figure that out? Two different things. And I think if you again, are desperately trying to be a good person and to prove that you are good, that you have this goodness in you, that it actually will make you less likely to be truly good, which is a whole paradox in and of itself because I'm asking right now, how do we know what's good and bad? How we know what's right and wrong? But from the real world examples and from a practical perspective, that desperation to be good is really what makes the goodness questionable. And so... Again, remembering that breaking from one belief system isn't done by blindly trusting another belief system because that's going to be the same pattern again. It's not fixing anything if you're jumping from one thing to another. Like I'm not suggesting that when someone asks you, what do you think about XYZ, that you just jump to the other boat really quick to like have a different answer because that's not any better. You're just jumping to another belief because you think that that's what you should do. So really the way to achieve truly innovative thinking is by practicing independent thinking, independent, just you. We're not thinking about, are they going to like this? Is my partner going to agree with this? Am I going to get some weird looks at the dinner table if I say what I really think? We're not thinking about that because that's outsourcing approval and knowledge to other people which is how the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You're just trying to be good. I was trying to do my best. Oops, fucked all this shit up. (laughs) So lastly, a big question is just, are you willing to be wrong? Are you willing to offend people in the pursuit of truth? Do you care more about other people thinking that you're right? Or do you care more about doing what's right regardless of the audience's perception? It's really important things to consider because that's where we get lost is picking these these ways of thinking because we're trying to be good. We're trying to follow the rules. We want people to think that we're doing the right thing. We want to fit in. And then you're just forgetting to filter everything through this beautiful instrument that you have that has so many tools, logic, your mind, your emotions, your heart, your gut. Everything can tell you so much about everything. <laughs> so I think... You got to slow down a bit and just wonder, am I, am I really picking everything myself or am I just trying to get by with people liking me? So I think you'll see that a lot of what we think is right and wrong, acceptable or unacceptable is really largely built on societal norms, context, and the peer pressure to fit in. That's what I've found is a lot of the stuff that people are regurgitating and saying and really hanging on to is just norms. It's the times. It's like 
what people are think that is the right thing to do. It's like the saying, you know, say what you think, not what you think you should say. It's like, let go for a second of all these things that we've been told of try to break from your programming a little bit. Like we want to be loved and accepted, but at what cost are you putting approval at number one? What does that do? You're going to die being literally not a human being. That's its own self. You're going to be this hodgepodge of a bunch of other people. And then what is that? Something to think about. So boom, that's it. That's uh, our, our intro discussion to right versus wrong. Again, in line with what I'm asking, I could be wrong about everything I just said. I don't freaking know. I'm not going to pretend to know. I'm not going to, there are a few hills I will die on. That's fine. I really, I, I'm not saying here that you can't have certain perspectives that you're die hard about. I think that's fine. I actually think it's good to have a few things that you're so extremely passionate about that that's where you stand, right? I have plenty of those. Mm, I'm not gonna say plenty. I have a couple. I have like maybe one or two things that I, I will die on certain hills, right? Like I'll admit for me, the issue of health freedom is, it's hard for me to see how not allowing people to choice or treating people differently depending on their health choices is a good idea. I have a hard time seeing that other side. Like I'll admit that. It's informed by my experience, it's informed by my research, it's informed by my questioning, by my instrument of knowledge that I have here, it's informed by a lot of things, so I feel really comfortable picking that as one of my hills. And so that's perfectly fine, right? But I think it's it's okay to play with the ideas, you know? Like, you can have them and come back to them, like they're always going to be there. You can leave your opinions aside for a second and then get them right back after you question so yeah all right um thank you so much for tuning in really appreciate you my dear listener if you enjoyed the episode make sure you share it with a friend make sure you like this on youtube if you're watching it um and if you're feeling like a freaking stellar human being you can give me a review on apple Podcasts. helps me out a lot um that is it i will catch you on the flippity flip and also last thing real quick whoever is here still listening to the last 30 seconds, uh, you can find my writing on Substack. I'm going to be publishing a piece on right and wrong as well, much more like artistic um, interpretation of right and wrong, but that'll be fun to read as well. So that's it. Thank you so much. See you guys later.